Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast, presented by BYU Speeches, featuring BYU devotionals and forums specially curated to accompany your weekly Come Follow Me studies. Be sure to check out our other podcasts by searching BYU Speeches wherever you get your podcasts or by visiting speeches.byu.edu slash podcasts. This devotional address, entitled Persistence, Patience, and Posies, was given on July 10th of 2012 by Patricia Ravert, then the Associate Dean of the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. Thank you, Vice President Webb, for your introduction. I'm not sure which is scarier, giving this talk or being the Dean in the College of Nursing. Right now, it's giving this talk, I think. I really appreciate the music. It was beautiful, and it adds to the meeting. I appreciate that very much. And thank you, my brothers and sisters and honored guests and my dear children and family and you wonderful students for coming today. It really is an honor to speak here today. We all have, individ- we all have individual plans for our lives. Some of your plans may be very detailed, and others may only be a brief outline. What I do know is that part of your plan is coming to BYU for your education. My plan also included BYU for my undergraduate education. My father was not a member of the Church, but he was very supportive of education. He would often help us with science projects or a variety of our homework, particularly math. He was really good at math. My mother, she was a member of our church, and each week she took us to Sunday meetings and made sure we had rides to our weekly youth meetings, which at that time was primary for the children and mutual for the teenagers. From my teachers in these church programs, I learned the basic gospel principles. As a teenager, I also learned about BYU. When the time came, I applied to the colleges in my hometown of San Diego, California, as well as BYU. My plan included the study of medical laboratory science so I could work as a technologist in a hospital setting. My plan was pretty set in stone, I thought. I actually had that in my yearbook, high school yearbook, that I was going to go to BYU and I was going to be a medical technologist. I don't, do not know where the, this desire to be a medical technologist stemmed from. My father was a pharmacist, so there was a bit of medical profession influence in my home, but I did not know anyone who worked as a medical technologist. When I came to BYU, I began my classes for the medical science laboratory major. There were several semesters of chemistry required, and soon I learned that I did not really love chemistry as much as a medical laboratory science major should. It was then that I realized that my plan would need to be changed. I visited many colleges on campus and explored a variety of majors. Many were of interest to me. Each week, I wrote home to my parents. This was long before cell phones and email and texting, and so they were written letters, and each letter contained a different idea regarding a possible major every week. So I'm not sure what my parents were telling people of what I was studying, because I didn't know what I was studying either. Well, the situation reminds me of a poem by Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. 
Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then the last stanza reads, I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one last traveled by, and that has made all the difference. I did not know which road to take when I finished my freshman year. I returned home to San Diego, discouraged because I had not settled on a major. Near the end of the summer, I received a letter with a BYU return address. It was an acceptance letter from the College of Nursing for the fall semester. In my search for a major, I had visited the College of Nursing, but I didn't realize I had applied. <laughs> In today's world, I can assure you that that would not happen. <laughs> But what an opportunity this was for me. My plan was changing. After consulting with my parents, I decided to change my major to nursing. This change in my plan has had life-altering effects for 40 years. I've been a nurse for more than 38 years. Now, don't start counting how old, but yes, a long time. And I've done a variety of things. I've enjoyed the profession of nursing and I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here at BYU. I'm anxious to begin serving in a new role as the Dean of the College of Nursing. And I'm sure after I finish this, that will have more anxiety, cause more anxiety than um, this does right now. But I, will, I know that I can be of service and I'm great, greatly appreciative of, of the opportunity to do so. Well, another part of my plan is always to enjoy the beauty of the world, particularly flowers. I enjoy flowers in many ways. Posies, which is a small bouquet of flowers, and gardens, as well as artworks such as paintings and scriptures of, and sculptures of flowers. The BYU, the BYU campus has outstanding floral displays throughout the year. When I walk across campus, I often stop and admire the flowers. Wherever I am, wherever I travel, I strive to take advantage of the opportunities to visit gardens, take pictures, and admire God's creations. I have particular special feelings for some flowers. Daffodils in the spring remind me of renewing of life and new beginnings. They have always been a favorite of mine. When I was a young woman in Mutual, we earned felt seals or emblems to mark our progress in the program. There may be a few people that remember that. The felt seals were sewn onto blue bandolos or sashes, which we wore every week. I created a felt daffodil to add to my bandolo to remind me of renewal and new beginnings. Two flowers remind me of my mother, purple pansies and poinsettias. My mother sang the primary song, Little Purple Pansies, to us and often had pansies in our garden. Her birthday was in December, and whenever I see poinsettias, I am reminded of her. I'd like to share a few pictures of another favorite. Clematis flowers grow on climbing vines that twist and curl around supporting structures to anchor the plant as it climbs. I took this picture in France, not far from Giverny, where the French Impressionist painter Claude Monet lived and maintained beautiful gardens. 
The clematis vines were thick with gorgeous blossoms and covered the building. A few years ago, I searched for a home to purchase, and one of my requirements was a nice yard with flower beds. That year, I closed on a home in November and was excited to find two clematis vines in the backyard. I thought the plan would include two gorgeous vines on either side of the back steps the next spring and summer. As you can see, the plant on the left has, has many blossoms, but the right vine has not done well. Some of the leaves have died, yet it is persistent and occasionally has a few small blossoms. They're purple. They're a little different color than the others. I am not sure when the previous owner planted, excuse me, I am sure when the previous owner planted these vines, the plan was to have full, beautiful vines on each side of the steps. There has been a bump in this plan. Most of our plans have bumps along the way. Your plan may include an education program, which because of limited resources, cannot admit all applicants. Your bump may be that you're not able to get in, or you may have to apply more than once. Maybe you will find some of your courses especially challenging. This is when persistence and patience will be particularly helpful. Persistence is a stick-to-it attitude, even when things are difficult. Consistent individual actions show persistence. As you practice persistence, such as daily studying for that challenging course or completing the task to reapply to a program, your daily persistence de develops into the characteristics of perseverance. Elder Joseph B. Worthen spoke regarding persistence and perseverance. Perseverance means to continue in a given course until we have reached a goal or objective, regardless of obstacles, opposition, and other counter-influences. Perseverance is a positive, active characteristic. It is not idly, passively waiting and hoping for some good thing to happen. Perseverance is vital to success in any endeavor, whether spiritual or temporal, large or small, public or personal, Think seriously how, of how important perseverance, or lack of it, has been in your own endeavors, such as church callings, schooling, or empl employment. I believe that essentially all significant achievement results largely from perseverance. Perseverance is essential to us learning and living. Sometimes perseverance is needed for the short term completing a difficult assignment or a course. At the time, it may feel overwhelming, yet with patience and sincere efforts, we are able to complete the goal. Sometimes we need to be persistent and persevere over a long period of time, maybe over a lifetime. A woman I know, I will call her Suzanne, has persist persisted daily in a very different plan than she ever imagined as a young woman. She has an optimistic and positive attitude, finding joys in the ups and downs of life. She completed her degree in nursing, married, and began her family, which eventually included three daughters. 
As the second daughter began to grow, Suzanne realized that she was not developing normally. After a period of time, the child was diagnosed with a form of autism, which severely affected her social and communication skills. The plan for Susan's family was altered. A few years later, she de delivered her third daughter, who eventually was also diagnosed with autism. Susan's husband was a supportive, involved father, and together they altered their plan and knew that they could handle this challenge. When the girls were 11, 13, and 18, their father unexpectedly their father unexpectedly passed away from a heart attack while out on his daily run. Again, Suzanne's plan was greatly altered. She continues to find joy as she has realized that life does not have to be perfect to be wonderful. She is persistent and will continue to persevere over her lifetime. We are often admonished to endure to the end, as in Matthew 24, 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And Doctrine and Covenants 50, verse 5. Blessed are they who are faithful and endure, for they shall inherit eternal life. For many years I struggled with the word endure, because to the end seemed so far off and overwhelming. I came to realize what I really needed was persistence as I worked on my daily to-do list. In the last General Young Women meeting, President Monsard offered this suggestion. Seek heavenly guidance one day at a time. Life by the yard is hard, but by the end, it's a cinch. Each of us can be true for just one day then one more and one more after that, until we've lived a lifetime guided by the Spirit, a lifetime close to the Lord, a lifetime of good deeds and righteousness. As we strive to live our lives by the inch, we must examine the contents of our daily to-do list. We all want to be successful, but continuing to focus on the wrong to-do items puts us on the wrong plan or road and will only show, slow our progress. C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity wrote, we all, want pro we all want progress, but if you're on the wrong road, progress means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. In that case, the man who turns back soonest is the most progressive. If life is not what you would like, this is where the concepts of the fifth chapter of Alma come into play. It's, it is the personal inventory chapter. Let's review verses 14 through 16. And now, behold, I ask of you, my brethren of the church, have, you, have ye spiritually been born of God? Have you received his image in your countenances? Have you experienced this mighty change in your hearts? Do ye exercise faith in the redemption of him who created you? Do you look forward with an eye of faith and view this mortal body raised in immortality and this corruption raised in incorruption to stand before God to be judged according to the deeds which have been done in the mortal body? I say unto you, can you imagine to yourselves that ye hear the voice of the Lord saying unto you in that day, 
Come unto me, ye blessed, for behold, your works have been the works of righteousness upon the face of the earth. So I ask myself, and I ask all of us, are the right things on our to-do list? Are we focusing on the tasks which will have the outcomes we desire so our behavior is an example of who we desire to be? Do the expressions on our faces show that we have the image, have his image on our countenances? If we need to make a change, if we need to make changes, President Ufdorf reminded us that it is much easier to make minor course corrections along the way. But if we are way off course, there, there is a way back. President Ufdorf said, no matter how terribly off course you are, no matter how far you have strayed, the way back is certain and clear. Come and learn of the Father. Offer up a sacrifice of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Have faith and believe in the cleansing power of the infinite atonement of Jesus the Christ. I urge you to stay, strive to stay focused on a plan which is in line with the basic gospel principles. The gospel principles sound so simple. We know them from primary and Sunday school. Read and study the scriptures and conference talks. Consistently pray. Obey the commandments. Attend and be actively engaged in church, in church meetings and callings. Keep your covenants. Attend the temple. The gospel principles are foundational to happiness in our individual plans. Elder M. Russell Ballard said, The church is the mooring in this tempestuous sea, an anchor, anchor in the churning waters of change and division, and a beacon to those who value and seek righteousness. The Lord uses this church as a tool in, bringing, in pulling his children throughout the world toward the protection of his gospel. Another important thing to remember is to not allow your enthusiasm to be stifled by the discouragement that will inevitably come to you. As we per, are persistent and persevere in living the gospel principles, we also must trust Heavenly Father and his timing. We don't always know his plan for us. We must be patient and continue in faith to understand. President Ufdor spoke of patience and related. Brigham Young taught that when something came up which he could not comprehend fully, he would pray to the Lord, Give me patience to wait until I can understand it for myself. And then Brigham would continue to pray until he could comprehend it. We must learn that in, in the, the Lord's plan, our understanding comes line upon line, precept upon precept. In short, knowledge and understanding come at the price of patience. The principles of persistence and patience have served me well in my life. After I changed my major to nursing, I first obtained an associate degree and then continued on and completed my bachelor's degree in my early married life. I had a goal to return to school for a master's degree. When I had five children, I began the nursing administration master's program at BYU. I took one class a semester. 
I had people that would say, how can you take one class a semester? You may never finish. Well, I knew that if I continued, I would. I was persistent and patient, and after five years, finished this degree. 25 years after beginning my college education at BYU, I again returned to school, this time at the university to the north, you know, University of Utah, to earn a doctorate degree. My plan has been different than many others, but with persistence and patience and faith, I have enjoyed the journey. The hard times, and especially the easy and rewarding times. Back to the posy. The clematis vines in my backyard. Even with persistence and patience, the one has not prospered. I have added fertilizer and water. It has not flourished. But I still have enjoyed the few flowers it has produced. The one vine is not perfect, but is still wonderful in its own way. I urge you to be persistent and persevere and exercise the patience to find your plan and reach your goals. I have a testimony of the truthfulness of the gospel. I know that Joseph Smith served as the Lord's instrument to restore the true gospel to the earth. The Book of Mormon is the Word of God and contains the gospel principles that if we follow, we will be led back to Heavenly Father. I am very grateful for Jesus Christ, who is my Redeemer and my Savior. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to the Come Follow Me podcast, presented by BYU Speeches. Please check out our other podcasts of recent speeches, classic speeches, and BYU Speeches compilations on love and marriage, overcoming adversity, by study and by faith, the prophet Joseph Smith, and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Go to speeches.byu.edu and click on podcasts for more information. You can also find all BYU Speeches podcasts at your preferred podcast provider.